before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now, in this episode, you are going to meet a former fashion designer who now spends her days managing a short-term rental portfolio where she not only welcomes human guests, but she also welcomes furry friends too. Let's go ahead and dive into my interview with Miranda Bereza. So we are here today with Miranda Bereza from Homegrown Stays. And Miranda, before we dive in, I just want to say thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to ask you all about your short-term rentals. Before we dive in, tell us a little bit about who you are and where your short-term rental business is located. So... My short-term rental business is located in Columbus, Ohio. I am originally from Maine and relocated to Columbus for work after college. I was a fashion designer for just under eight years and decided that that wasn't the career path for me and decided to create my own path and invest in short-term rentals. And that was in 2019 and now I have three. I love it. And all of your short-term rentals are in the Columbus area? Yeah, all of them are within a half mile of my house. So I live in Clintonville, which is a neighborhood of Columbus, just north of campus. So we can take a walk and look at all of our properties. Love that. So when you were in the world of fashion design and kind of toying with the idea of potentially having a short-term rental, what turned you on to the idea? What gave you the initial thought of, hey, I'd like to try this short-term rental thing out? So I grew up actually in the short-term rental business. So my parents had vacation rentals in Maine that I grew up cleaning and getting ready and interacting with guests. So luckily I had seen that it was possible. And in that decided we were doing a lot of traveling. So we did a West Coast trip and all we stayed at were short-term rentals. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And with real estate, prices just kept going up in Columbus. So I was like, we should just invest now. It's never going to be as affordable as it is now. So that all those things together kind of encouraged us to do the leap. And I was listening to a lot of Thanks for Visiting podcasts. So they were my teachers in that journey. And I'm so thankful for that because when I made the leap, I was ready and it actually worked. Yes. Yes. You just got to love 
awesome thanks for visiting podcast episodes. It's very easy to binge watch on those or binge listen, I should say. Sarah and Annette are amazing. So your properties, you've got three properties in Columbus, Ohio. And I want to ask you about being pet friendly because I know that your properties do not only welcome humans, but they welcome pets. So talk with me about why you initially chose to have a pet friendly rental. So being pet friendly was important to us because our dog five years ago got cancer. Her name's Roxy. She's a black lab hound mix. She's still healthy. But when she got cancer, we just decided she was going to go everywhere with us. So we actually stopped flying most places and just drove everywhere with Roxy. And in that travel, we just realized how important it is to be pet friendly and not only like pet friendly to all dogs, not with limitations. So we don't have weight restriction. We don't have breed restriction and we're flexible on the number of pets as well, as long as we just ask some more questions. So we really want guests and pets to be comfortable at our house. And we also want it to be a stress-free experience. So we have a welcome basket that helps just think of any needs that a guest would have there with their pets. So we have sheets for the furniture, poop bags, lint rollers. We provide a vacuum at all of our houses, stain remover, towels specifically for the dogs. So if it rains, they can dry them off. So we really try and approach it at a preventative measure and just making sure that there's no accidents or issues during the stay. Awesome. It sounds like you've thought of every last detail, which is so important. I'm curious, as you were furnishing that property, knowing that you were going to have pets welcome in your homes, what difference in choices did you make with furnishings that you could walk us through? Yeah. So our main focus was durability. So we made sure that for the bedding, we just have white on everything and we do a duvet cover. So that way it protects the quilt inside. And if a duvet cover gets ruined, it's $30 instead of a hundred and something dollars. And we did all white. So that way we could just stain treat and get rid of any stains. If for some reason they don't use our sheets and a dog jumps up and muddy paws go everywhere. Um, And we also specifically chose couches that we knew would be durable. So fabric that we trusted would survive dog paws or any, any of the above. We do have some rugs. I think if I was going to do it again, I might do ruggable, but we do have like a rug cleaner, a couch cleaner, all those things ready so that if there are accidents in between turns, we can take care of those things. That's amazing. I also want to ask you about your cleaners, knowing that you, again, welcome pets in your homes. Was it difficult finding a cleaner that was okay with cleaning a pet-friendly home? So I'm the cleaner. So (laughs) that's why I was kind of laughing as you were asking that. So yeah, I'm the cleaner. We were charging a pet fee. And when gas hit an all-time high of $5, we had some issues with the pet fee. So we just took it away. We haven't been charging it. So I'm rethinking of a way to market that we don't charge a pet fee. But right now we're in our high season. So we're bringing in such a high rate that we don't need to charge that fee. In our low season, we'll probably relook at that. But 
we luckily don't have a lot of bad guests. And when we do have a bad guest, I just try and think of the good guests while I'm cleaning. But we try and leave things out. And I think it really helps encourage guests to clean before leaving. Like we have the vacuum in a visible spot. So I think a lot of guests vacuum before they leave. I also think that guests are just so happy to be welcomed with their dog. And because we go above and beyond with the dog basket, I think they truly appreciate it. So we found that our guests have been really respectful of us. We've only had in our three years two bad guests that I'm still a little frustrated by. So I think that's pretty good. You've got some PTSD over those two guests. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Now, I'm curious too, with your guests that you're welcoming into your properties, what percentage of them bring their pets? Do you have guests that don't bring pets at all? So we do have some guests that don't bring pets at all, but I would say probably around 90% of our guests bring pets. I almost have to like, check the messages to make sure I take the pet basket if we don't have guests. So it's almost the other way around. Like we're always prepared for dogs. And then at the last minute, we'll take the basket away. Gotcha. All right. I want to shift gears a little bit. And knowing that you are a host as well as a cleaner, I want to ask you, what have you learned from being a host of a short-term rental? The thing I've learned the most is it can be as time consuming or as little time consuming as you want it to be. So I'm extremely invested. So it's a full-time job. I don't hire out any help. My husband helps me with some of the maintenance, like he does all the lawn care. So I always say it's exhausting to be a good host, but I know there are hosts out there who either hire help or hire management companies or run properties extremely poorly. But I think with us doing all of the work, we have such a kind of benefit in our market. We see the houses all the time. We know if maintenance needs to be done. When guests check in, I know exactly how the house, because I'm the inspector too. And then also we have this mom and pop feel. Like we really make it obvious that we're involved in the businesses. If people send us messages, I'll message them back and forth like I'm their best friend. So we really have that level of you're taken care of here. We're a half mile away that people love and come back to us time and time again because of that. That's fantastic. So it actually brings you repeat business into your properties. Yeah, 100%. Like we have in the last three years probably have five or more core guests that come back regularly know us by name. And it's been great because now there's a level of trust. We book direct to them, very old school, like they just drop a check in the mailbox. But we have that relationship with them that we trust them and they trust us, which is great. Fantastic. I also want to ask you about friendships and how friendships and collaborating with others has impacted your short-term rental business? Yeah. So this has been huge for me. When I left my job, I'm such a social person. So my biggest fear was like, short-term rentals can be isolating. So I really wanted to make sure I still had a community. So when I left my job, I signed up for hosting business mastery method. And in that group that Annette and Sarah run made my core group of friends. So we would meet on networking calls and kind of hit it off and then start texting outside of that. 
So in that, I became friends with someone named Tanya Rooney, and she started in an accountability group. And we basically built it out as who do we want to learn from or talk to more about. So we're in our second quarter of that. And now we call it our support group. And we have a group text. We'll text almost every day, just like what's going on, what's happening. And that has been so great because we're all doing different stuff within the market. And it's so fun to not only learn about what others are doing, like people who manage 30 properties, people who are building their own property, all those different niches, but then also that we can all come together and offer advice. So when we have a really bad guess, you can just shoot off a text really fast, like, hey, what would you do in this situation? Which I think is so helpful to have that support because you could easily not have that and be in your own little bubble. So that has been, we've shared like podcast episode, books, anything that we're consuming and love, just to have someone to talk about it with. And now we do brainstorming sessions where we're like, okay, we have this crazy idea and someone will say it and we'll build on it. So it's so fun. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really helped us all level up our businesses, which is great. So how many people are within your accountability group? So in that group, we have four people and it's nice to keep it small because I feel like you get to know each other better and then it kind of stays on the rails and we're all meeting up soon. So that will be so fun to finally meet in person. It's so funny. Like I know these people really well and I'm like, oh, I've never met any of them in person. You just got to love the good old interwebs that help us stay connected with one another. And as you just mentioned, the power of that in-person interaction. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and just also learning some of the people in that group have been in short-term rentals for so much longer. So something I'm focusing on now is just longevity and like how to stay in it because you can get burned out fast. And one of my friends in the group, Wendy, she says, what if it were easy? What would it look like? And I've loved that question. So I've taken that question and really kind of changed our business around that. So some of the things we've been doing is not allowing check-in or check-outs on Saturday because I'm like, I don't need to work on Saturdays. I went into this business to not be as stressed as I was before. So really just taking advice from people who have been around longer than me on how to stay in the game. I love that. One of the things that I'm so passionate about and teaching my students is it's fantastic to have your own business, but it is equally as important and wonderful to have a business that integrates with the life that you want to be living. And so I love the fact that you have chosen not to have check-ins or checkouts on a Saturday because that's a day that you can spend time with your family and have me time. Yeah, 100%. All right. So I want to pause and I want to move in very quickly to the lightning round. And in this round, what I want to do is ask you questions and have you rattle off the first thing that comes to mind. So here we go, Miranda. What is your favorite place to vacation? Montreal. Oh, now that's an interesting answer. Talk to us about that. So my parents still live in Maine, so it's three hours away from home. So it was the first place my husband and I vacationed together. So now we go, we try to go every year. COVID kind of put a hold on that. But 
we go every year, stay there for as long as we can, and then go down and visit my family in Maine. Fantastic. Okay, next question. What's one place you've never been that you would like to visit? Japan. So I'm actually going there in January, but my husband works for Honda, so he goes all the time. And with work, I was never able to. So we're actually shutting down our properties. January is our slowest season, and we're going to Japan. How fun. How long will you be there? Two weeks. Amazing. You should check in with Tracy Northcott. So Tracy is a fabulous expert in the short-term rental space, owns Tokyo Family Stays. You should definitely check her out while you're there. Yeah, thank you. For sure. Okay, what's one thing you know now that you wished that you knew when you were starting out in the world of short-term rentals? Price labs and auto messaging are the two things that I'm like, wow, this made me so much more money and saved me so much time. Gotta love that. (laughs) Increase your revenue, save your time. Yes. All right. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Save great messages from guests or reviews or special magic moments. And remember those things in the bad times. So don't get stuck in the weeds. Like when you're having that bad guest or that stressful moment, just think of all the good guests that you've had or good moments. Love that. And what's one thing and or person that you are grateful for today? I would say Tanya Rooney. So she's my friend that I met in H Hosting Business Mastery Method. And she's just really kind of, changed my view on that. So she's the person outside of my husband who I value 100%, but the next in line that I call when I have a business opportunity or am stressed about something. And it's really helpful to bounce ideas off her. I love that. Okay. So before we wrap up, I know you have a book club. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it kind of started organically where a bunch of hosts were like, oh, I wish we had a book club. And someone was like, oh, Miranda, maybe you could run this. So I started a book club. And one of the books that we were reading was the Book Direct playbook. And I went to Nashville to the conference and was reading this book in the lobby because I hadn't read it yet. And I showed up to my hotel lobby at like 6 a.m. And the computer system was down, so I couldn't check in. So I was just sitting there reading. And I actually ran into Mark Simpson in that lobby. And he introduced me to you, which was very kind of him. And we got to talking and people from my book club had talked to him about the book. And he was so kind to me, introduced me to a ton of people. I kept DMing him about the book because it like gives you prompts and just telling him how much I loved it. And he actually offered to speak at my book club, which was great. So we all got to talk to him one-on-one, which was so awesome. He did a great job at checking the chat, talking to people one-on-one, reading the questions. I We were all just so inspired by that and also just taking his personal time to speak with us. So from there, he actually asked me to help him with his book club. So he's starting a book club called Boostly Book Club. And the first book of our month, which starts September 12th, is Profit First. So I'm very excited to be taking part in that. It's going to reach a lot more people. People from my original book club have joined, so we're still going to be able to meet. So I'm very excited to be working with him. And it's so crazy that it just happened from running into each other at a hotel lobby. 
you just never know those connections, how powerful they can be. And one of the things that I love about Mark, and for those of you listening, when Miranda mentioned the conference, there was the STR Wealth Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, that took place in June of 2022. Mark and I both had the pleasure of speaking at that conference. And there is another conference coming up, the second STR Wealth Conference happening in March of 2023. So be sure to put that on your calendars. But Miranda, I want to go back to what you just mentioned about how that one interaction that one day set you on a path forward that you probably couldn't have dreamed about at the time. And I think that's what's so incredible about being open. And we talked about friendships and collaboration earlier, but that's so critically important to be building relationships and networking with other people because opportunities arise and fall within your path that can be life-changing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think to so many people in the short-term rental world have the giver mentality, which I think is amazing, and just like have learned things and want to give them to others and want to help. And that's just what I've seen in the community and I love it. And it's so great. And like that conference was so inspiring. The people that I got to talk to and see and meet, it's just so awesome. How many people's platforms is about helping people, not just benefiting themselves, which is amazing. Absolutely. Miranda, I just want to thank you again and congratulations on all of your success. And I want to ask if people want to learn more about you or get in contact with you, where can they find you online? So the best place to contact me would be just through Instagram. My Instagram account is homegrown stays. You can DM me working on my direct booking website, which will be homegrownstays.com working in the final steps of that. But the best place is just through Instagram. Fabulous. Miranda, thank you again. Thank you so much. Okay, sister, are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of, and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash webinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance, and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.